Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Would you be the jerk for making your son's stepdad cry? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for asking my sister-in-law to pay me for the cost of hair and skin oils she threw out? I, 32-year-old female, and my husband Alex, 34-year-old male, have allowed my sister-in-law Julie, 34-year-old female, to stay in our house due to her soon-to-be ex kicking her out after filing for divorce. Julie still has her job but doesn't want to go through the ordeal of getting a new apartment while dealing with her soon-to-be ex and we didn't want her to have to stay in the hotel during that. I'm Indian, and Alex and the rest of his family are white. I feel like that may be relevant to what happened here. I use oils for most of my hair and skincare. I also use chemically manufactured products, but I found that it's better for my hair and skin. That's also how my mother cared for me when I was younger. Julie disapproves of this and thinks that I'm just going around town an oily and greasy mess, despite me repeatedly explaining why I do this to her. She's tried to convince me to switch to all chemical products she uses, but I politely decline each time. When I woke up today after sleeping in with Alex, I walked into our shared bathroom and saw the case of my oils was not there. I looked further around the bathroom to see where it could be and asked my husband if he had moved it. Alex said no and that's when I went into the living room and asked Julie about the case. Julie gave me a smirk and told me that she had woken up early this morning and took my case out of the bathroom to drive to the other side of the community we live in and dump it into the garbage bin there. I was tired and thought she was joking until Julie bragged about it, saying that she did me a favor and that I wouldn't have to use such uncivilized ways of taking care of myself. Once her words sunk in, I was ticked and called Alex into the room to explain to him what she did. Alex seemed disappointed but not surprised about what Julie did and told her what she did was disrespectful. Julie tried to defend herself, saying she only did what she thought was best, and it shouldn't be such a big deal. I cut her off, saying that I wanted her to give me $76, which was the cost of the oils, so I could replace them. Julie got nervous and said she was in a tight spot financially, so she couldn't pay me back right away. I said that was fine, but I expected her to pay me at some point. After a small back and forth, Julie eventually packed a bag and said we'd be staying in a hotel to give me time to cool down and realize how irrational I was being. A few hours later, my mother-in-law and father-in-law scolded me for making Julie uncomfortable in my home and that I shouldn't force her to pay for something so small. My husband asked his mom how she'd feel if Julie tossed out hundreds of dollars of skincare she owned because Julie thought it wasn't good for her. My mother-in-law replied with, that's different before telling us that I should apologize and then hanging up. Definitely not the jerk here. If anybody throws out anything of yours that's not their property, even if for whatever reason they personally feel like they're saving you, they intentionally destroyed and tossed your stuff. It's only right for them to pay you back for that stuff, if anything, so you can go and get products that don't, I don't know, contribute to an unhealthy lifestyle or harm you in the way they think. It's like, fine, give me the money to make up for it and I'll go get products that don't harm me. In reality, you just restock the ones you did have and you lock the door. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? 
That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to give up my career to raise my half-sister? Okay, some context, my mom became unable to work due to losing function in her legs and right arm due to suffering a stroke. So this left no one available to care for my half-sister as her father isn't currently in the picture and doesn't want to take her in and just sends child support checks once a month. This led to my mother reaching out to me and asking if I could take her in since she could no longer afford full-time care for herself while having someone take care of her. I told her that I couldn't take care of a kid and I wouldn't want to even if I could and she's got to find some other solution. This is mainly due to me having to travel internationally every other week for work. So I told her that not many jobs would pay nearly as well if I worked locally and it would be a pain to find another job near where we live. I also told her that it would be a terrible financial decision to give up a really good job in a lucrative industry just so I can parent a kid that I don't want in the first place. She tried to offer the child support amount as compensation, but that doesn't even cover the cost of raising a kid, much less the six-figure pay cut I'd take by switching jobs. So I told her there's nothing I can do for her and to try other options. So am I the jerk? I mean, you may not come out of this feeling like a hero. You may not feel particularly great about not being able to help out. But I think the reasons here that OP expressed are very legitimate and very reasonable as to saying, no, I can't. I mean, your lifestyle and your job just can't support that. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom that I wish my sister was never born? My 14-year-old male, sister, 9-year-old female, is autistic and she needs to be looked after most of the time. She's not super low functioning, but she's not high functioning either. She barely speaks and she has a bunch of sensory issues which makes her have a lot of meltdowns. Since she was born, I've had to look after her and the older I get, the longer I'm expected to look after her for. I don't have any proper friends because I never have time to hang out with them because I'm always looking after my sister. If I have plans, my parents are always more important. Even if I already had plans, I'm expected to look after her when my parents are busy. I was getting ready to go see my friend because we were going to celebrate his birthday. My mom came in my room and told me I'd have to look after her so my parents can go to a restaurant together. We got into an argument because she'd known that I'd be going out like a month in advance. We were both yelling at each other and I said that I wish my sister was never born. She grounded me for a month and told me I was disgusting for saying that. I know it's a really crappy thing to say and none of this is my sister's fault, but everything would have been so much better if she never existed. It'd be nice to have a cake for my birthday and not have to give her 80% of it. It would be nice to have time to see my friends and not have to spend all of my free time looking after her. I hate her so much, she's ruined my life. My dad agreed with my mom and told me I'm a really bad person. It's been making me feel really crap. I don't know if I'm the jerk or not. I don't think OP's the jerk here. I think they're just obviously suffering. And if the circumstances were different and OP wasn't being parentified, I don't think they ever would say such a thing about their sister to begin with. I just feel like it's their pent-up emotions kind of culminating in a drastic phrase. This next story is, am I the jerk for not serving a full meal at my birthday party? My husband and I hosted my 29th birthday party yesterday and invited six of our friends, three couples that we consider our core friend group. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I had come across the concept of molecular food pairings a few months ago and was really intrigued by the idea. Some of the recommended pairings require expensive ingredients like caviar that I can't justify buying on an average day, but my birthday seemed perfect. So that's what the theme was, a molecular tasting party. I put together a total of 15 courses, but they were very small, just a few bites each. There were also a moderate amount of other snacks laid out and cocktails. My husband and I both had a really good time. We ranked the pairings, had drinks and played card games. I thought everyone else enjoyed themselves too. This afternoon, we got a text that was presumably sent to the wrong group chat that said, Can we just be honest and say that the whole thing was weird? She's like this every year. The rest of us just go out. How has she not gotten the idea yet? It's rude. Another person replied, At least last year she made an actual meal. I'm mad I even brought a gift. I sent, what the freak, back, and the whole chat has been silent since. I don't know what to think. It really hurt my feelings, and I don't even feel like they like me at all if they talk about me like that. But also, if I'm making people feel like they're forced to participate in things they think are weird, that's a selfish thing to do too, and maybe they're right. OP is definitely not the jerk, and the unfortunate thing here is clearly they don't see OP as a friend. Maybe they see OP's husband as a friend? But if they're acting like this and they don't want to be there and they're being like, oh, this molecular food tasting is just weird, let's just go out and get it over with, it's clear they don't really care. They're not there to have fun or indulge you on your birthday. They're there out of some weird, sad, personal obligation for no reason. Like, if they all care that little, spare everybody and just don't show up and just be honest that you don't give a crap. Nobody there, and especially OP on their birthday, needs you bringing it down because you don't care. Our next story is, would I be the jerk for pulling out of my family's secret Santa after seeing the wish list I got? Our family's secret Santa, as of right now, has 20 participants. Not sure if this is a normal amount or if it's a lot. I've only been in secret Santas with 5-7 to seven people at work. We've re-rolled 5 times because we've either A. Changed the rules after getting our recipient, or B added people. We started with 10, decided to add spouses, then kids, and now random family friends. Our current rules are ridiculous in my opinion. We were told to put affordable gifts that a kid can buy, but everyone is putting their expensive life wishes on the list. Then we have at least 5 gifts from the wish list with no budget and you have to declare how many gifts you're giving in the group chat to make sure that you receive the same amount, which makes no sense. 
You also need to add where your gifts can be found. A few people have also started saying that they're going to buy from lists other than their recipients. On top of that, everyone keeps editing their lists, adding and removing things that they think of. I've explained how inconvenient this is becoming, and even tried the angle of the financial burden being placed on the parents. Of multiple kids, there are six kids total in the group. Most of the group agrees but are explaining that they're gritting their teeth for family's sake. The list I got today after a month of back and forth, I've been asking since this seems to be a serious project at this point, is riddled with luxury name brand items like Dior and Louis Vuitton and that I know no one in the group can afford. Maybe two people can buy one of these items and that's a strong maybe. Nothing on the list can be found for less than $200 and I checked. Did I mention that we're not allowed to deviate from the list unless explicitly stated that we can? Yeah. This doesn't feel like the essence of gift giving or even Secret Santa. There's so many rules, no element of surprise. At this point, we're just giving each other items to unwrap. I'm one of three who followed the rules, and no one edited their list when this was brought up. My entire list is $100 in total. I wouldn't blame OP at all. In a situation where the rules are, you cannot deviate, and somebody's listed nothing but designer items, or you got some kid that was like, PS5, Switch, Xbox, or Alienware, what can you do but just not participate? You literally cannot win. I've only participated in one Secret Santa before, and in that one you did have to list kind of what you wanted. And like I get it, because in that Secret Santa you might not know every person very well, so you don't know really what to get them. But I kind of more like the Secret Santa idea where you just write down your interests. And also, especially, you need a budget limit. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my cousin I didn't get a graduation present? I, 23-year-old female, recently graduated from university with honors. I'm not from the US. I attended uni for free and had a scholarship which took care of my housing and food situation. The country I'm from has really good deals for student dorms, and I was able to stay at a dorm for the entirety of my studies. I don't own a car either as I work from home. This will be important later. I landed a stable job right after uni and I'm attending what you in the US call grad school. My parents weren't really supportive during my studies. They expressed zero interest in attending my graduation or conferences where I presented my work. Yesterday I visited my uncle, male 43. He took his children to Paris for a holiday and they had a blast. So I went over to see the photos, videos, hear how it was, etc. My cousin, female 8, asked if I'd ever been to Paris. I told her no, but it's on my list. She asked me why I never went to Paris, and I told her I never had the opportunity. Now, my uni friend, male 24, was in Paris at the same time as my uncle and cousins and they met by chance in a restaurant. My uncle knows my friend, my uncle's an interior designer, and he designed my friend's mom's house after I introduced them, and my uncle mentioned that they saw him in Paris. I remembered he was gifted a trip to Paris and London as a graduation gift from his parents, and my uncle mentioned that my friend told him so. I remembered my friend telling me about that holiday, and I verified to my uncle that was probably his graduation present, and then my cousin asked what I got as a graduation present. As you all have probably guessed by now, I got nothing. I'm absolutely not entitled to anything, but for context, my younger sister, female 19, got into uni this year and my parents gifted her roughly $900 worth of gifts, including shoes and jewelry. I told my cousin I got myself a pair of shoes I really wanted for graduation and for my first real paycheck. 
and my boyfriend gifted me a notebook. My cousin looked really sad and told me that's really not enough for something as big as a graduation. My uncle looked really upset too and I just switched over to another topic. This morning, I got an angry call from my mother. She called me an ungrateful brat for demanding a gift for doing what was required of me to do and asked if I wanted a participation trophy. She also mentioned my uncle suggested they buy me a car, something I never wished for or expressed wanting, and said if I want a car, I should work for it. A sentiment I agree with. I just hung up because I didn't have it in me to deal with her. By the way, English is not my first language. Sorry for any mistakes. So Reddit, am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here. They were just stating the truth. They didn't get any graduation presents. They weren't asking for anybody to go out there and advocate for them. They weren't saying that to try to make anybody feel bad for them. They just said what was happening. It's definitely not OP's fault that other family members heard this and went to their parents saying, what's wrong with you for not doing anything for their graduation? This next story is, am I the jerk for canceling my stepdaughter's Diwali celebration? I, 39-year-old male, live in the USA, but I'm from India. I have two children, Prakit, 11-year-old male, and Rhea, 12-year-old female, the latter of which is my stepdaughter. We were bursting crackers in the lawn of our bungalow during the evening. There's an American kid in the next block who's 11 years old himself, Alex. He's autistic. As we celebrated, Alex was headed somewhere with his parents. He rushed over when he noticed the crackers, asking us what we were doing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Prakit explained it to him while Rhea remained silent. He asked the kids whether he could burst some crackers himself. Rhea said, sorry, but it's not for our words like you. His parents had heard what she had said and were shocked, including myself. I asked Rhea to make an immediate apology, but she refused. She had only said the truth and that Alex would hurt himself as he's autistic. I was extremely embarrassed and even my wife asked her to apologize once, but she refused. I apologized to the parents who didn't say anything as they walked away with Alex. I was livid and asked Rhea to get back to her room, that she was grounded for a week, canceled the party for her and said she wasn't bursting crackers. She became hysterical, telling me that was too much, but I didn't budge and in the end she was forced to remain in her room and is not allowed outside. I took Prakia to Alex's house later with some Diwali sweets and apologized again and this time they were a little more pleased about the apology. My wife says I went too far and that although she should not have said that, my punishment for a week and no celebration for her ruined it for her, etc. Am I the jerk? 100% not the jerk. I think OP handled this well. I would begin trying to understand where the heck they're learning this behavior from. I don't know if their father's in their life and that's a behavior they're learning from them. But the way they're acting is crazy and indicative of them hanging around somebody who's incredibly intolerable, like overly outwardly so. Our next story is, am I the jerk for saying I'll call social services if my sister-in-law keeps leaving her child at my place? 
I, 30-year-old female, have a half-brother, Enzo, 40-year-old male. We're not very close since we were both raised with our respective mothers, but he has always gone out of his way to help me with anything I've needed. Enzo married his wife, Steph, 33-year-old female, two years ago. Steph has a daughter, Alice, four, with her ex, but has sole custody, and Enzo and Steph have a seven-month-old son, Teddy. I also have a three-year-old daughter. Enzo and Steph moved to the city I live in when Steph got pregnant, and since then, Steph developed a habit of showing up at my apartment building unannounced. It became a problem, and I talked to both her and Enzo about it, and she stopped until she gave birth. Now she regularly drops by unannounced to leave Alice at my building for babysitting while she has to run errands or something. She's had her carpool drop Alice off at my apartment before. My poor housekeeper is a wonderful woman who's had a deal with Alice arriving unexpectedly while I'm out and I feel terrible about it. I've told the concierge to not let her up and to say no one is in but then I'll arrive to Alice waiting in the lobby which is not safe and the concierge has told me I can't make them responsible for a child. Steph keeps telling me she only does it when she's desperate but I don't see how she can be that desperate to run errands at least twice a week and frankly I'm not a nanny if she's desperate she needs to hire some help. I've spoken to Enzo and he is always extremely apologetic and says he'll talk to her and I believe he does but he also works during the day and can't police where she is at all hours. I reached my breaking point a couple of days ago when I returned from lunch to find Alice at home. Having been dropped off since she had a half day at school, I apologized profusely to my housekeeper who had spent time playing babysitter and called Steph, no answer. I called her several times and then Enzo who was on a business trip and distraught over the situation. Steph eventually turned up a couple of hours later and I went ballistic. I said if she ever leaves Alice at my building again, I will call social services. And I will call them every single time she drops Alice off with me until they do something. Because this is not my job and she's an irresponsible and neglectful parent. She burst into tears and begged me to help out with Alice, but I said no and reminded her that I'd never said yes in the first place. She just kept dumping her kid here. Steph kept trying to guilt trip me, but I was too exhausted and upset about the situation to be receptive, and eventually my husband had to tell her to leave. I feel bad because, as I said, Enzo has never been anything but the most accommodating person where I'm concerned, and maybe treating his wife like that was harsh, but at the same time, I chose to have one kid because I don't want another one. Steph can't use my house as a daycare. Was I too harsh? OP's almost the jerk in the sense that they just keep letting this go on for way too long. I mean, I get that OP does care and like you don't want to get these people in trouble, but like how much of this do you put up with before you just finally put your foot down? Clearly though, in all actuality, OP's not the jerk. This next story is, am I the jerk for disinviting my mom for my wedding two weeks beforehand? I started seeing my boyfriend five years ago, soon after I moved out of my mom's house. It took about a year before I introduced them, and as soon as I did, my mom made her disapproval obvious. She suggested he wasn't good enough for me because of his job title, income, education level, etc. She said he was weird and that I should be with someone normal to make me more normal. She said she wasted her money putting me through college because I didn't meet my future husband there like she did. Gradually, she laid off all the negative comments and seemed to accept him. I didn't think anything of it when I invited her to our wedding because I thought everyone invites their mom to their wedding. She was even supposed to walk me down the aisle since dad died a few years ago. Then yesterday, 
I was at my mom's house with no one else there. She said, make sure he has a nice suit so we can pretend you're marrying a successful man. Then she started laughing hysterically at her own joke. I said, if you don't like who I'm actually marrying, don't come. Then her mood suddenly changed and she yelled at me, that's no way to talk to your mother. I ran out in tears and then I thought a lot about how my mom has talked about my fiance. I realized that nothing she could say to me now would make me comfortable having her at the wedding. We would have to change a few plans last minute, but I would be much happier without her there at this point. I texted her and told her my decision was final and she was not coming. My mom says I'm overreacting to a harmless joke and that the whole family will be shocked by my decision and she'll be humiliated. She said if I didn't want her there, I should have told her from the start and that there's no way I was changing my mind over that one joke. Am I overreacting by making such a drastic decision at the last minute? Is this too harsh to my mom? I don't think OP's the jerk here. And I would honestly send some kind of like rebuttal saying, not only am I certain of this decision, don't reach back out to me until you're ready to apologize for treating my fiance like such crap. Our next story is, am I the jerk for making my foreign dessert and causing drama with my roommate? I, 21 year old female, am an exchange student. Sago Gula Malaka is a traditional dessert from my home country. Excited to share my culture, I decided to make it for my roommates. One of my roommates, let's call her Jane, 22-year-old female, is extremely particular about kitchen usage. She labels her food, times her cooking schedules, and has a strict policy about others using her kitchenware. Despite this, I thought making a cultural dish would be a nice gesture. I made the Sago Gula Malaka with my pot. When I was melting the Gula Malaka, Jane came out of her room and flipped out because she's on a specific diet. She believes that the smell of sweet dishes makes her crave sugar, which she's avoiding. Things escalated when Jane accused me of being insensitive to her dietary needs. She even called for a meeting where she presented a PowerPoint on how different smells can trigger cravings, especially the palm sugar as it was strong smelling and permeating the entire dormitory we're in. She said I could have just used regular sugar as it doesn't require melting. It was surreal. I argue that it's unfair to restrict what I can cook, especially when it's a part of my cultural expression. My other roommates think the whole situation is ridiculous, but Jane is adamant that I disrespected her lifestyle. Now Jane has put up a schedule for when I can cook my cultural dishes, which is basically when she's not home. I feel this is extreme and unnecessary. It's not like I'm cooking every day and I clean up after myself. So, am I the jerk for making Sago Gula Malaka and indirectly affecting Jane's diet? 100% not the jerk. I would carry on making your food the way you want to make your food. And they can complain all they want. I would just start cooking with earbuds in. Though I would watch my back, especially with hot food around. This next story is, am I the jerk for setting a boundary refusing to speak to my baby daddy's girlfriend about his child support? My ex and I have two boys together. We broke up four years ago. In that four years, he has not seen the boys and only helped support them by buying them diapers once or twice and by sending me $20 a couple of times. Both of the boys are autistic and I don't have any help, so in June of 2022, I filed for child support and got the order finalized by March 2023. Once the order was finalized, he owed back child support of about $23,000. Now, fast forward to now, he's almost $30,000 behind and finally starting to get his wages garnished. And since he'd never attempted to make a payment, they garnished at 60%. 
As soon as he found out they took over half his check, he started sending me Snapchats, which sounded more like his girlfriend pretending to be him, so I took a screenshot of them and went on with my day. Two days later, he asked me to FaceTime to talk about it. I agreed, but I'd barely gotten three words out when his girlfriend started talking over us from behind the camera in an attempt to take control of the conversation. So I hung up. A few minutes later, I got a four minute long voice message from her. It was a lot of rambling about child support, etc. I didn't listen. I got to 23 seconds and replied, I'm going to put up some boundaries with this situation and only discuss this with Carl. This is about our kids and him supporting his kids and it's not a conversation that you need to be involved in. Well, after that, I got a six minute voice note. I didn't listen, I just repeated myself. After that, I screen recorded and screenshot everything while she was sending me nasty messages before blocking me on everything. I should also note that obviously Carl is not his real name and his new girlfriend was my best friend who even cut the cord of my youngest son. When I broke up with my ex, she had to move in right in with her the next day. It's a stressful and annoying situation, but I don't think OP's the jerk here pretty clearly. OP's completely right. They have no place in this discussion. It's not up to them, and they need to butt out of it, and honestly, yeah, they're wasting their breath sending 10 plus minutes of rambling that, let's be real, you're never going to sit there and listen through. Short of them breaking into your house and strapping you to a chair to listen to their rant, Our next story is, am I the jerk for making my son's stepdad cry? I share custody of my two boys, 7 and 10, with their mom. She remarried a few years ago to Chris. Our custody agreement is fairly black and white and includes a right of refusal, meaning that if me or my ex needs a sitter, then we have to ask the other parent first. My ex and I started to get along because of our agreement. She was supposed to pick our kids up yesterday and then keep them till Thanksgiving. I called her to go over their schedule for the next week, and she said she was going out of town for business and would be back on Monday. I asked when she was going to tell me that, and she said calm down. She said Chris was going to be home and had planned a surprise trip to Dave and Buster's with our kids and a couple of their friends today. I said I'm not okay with you making childcare plans behind my back. You're supposed to ask me first. I said it puts me in a bad situation because if I just say, okay then you'll do it again. Had you run it by me, then I would have been okay. I can't let it go, but as a consolation, I'll take the kids and their friends to Dave and Buster's. She called later and said she spoke to Chris and he cried when she said I would take the kids instead of him. She said he was really looking forward to spending time with the boys and was going through a rough time, and the boys and their friends are the only thing that makes him happy. He had picked up overtime to pay for everything and bought my son's friend stuff like underwear and shirts from Old Navy because they need new clothes. She asked me to let Chris take them all to Dave and Buster's. Plus, it would look weird if I show up to pick up the boys' friends and the parents were expecting Chris. I said no, and I really don't want to go to Dave and Buster's. I mean, OP was right in the fact that they should have been told about this, they should have been notified and aware of this. That said, I think OP still should have relented and allowed this to continue to go on. I think OP putting their foot down and trying to take over the plans is just straight up trying to enforce that they have some kind of presence and authority here needlessly. Not for the kid's sake, but just for OP's own personal sake. And at the end of the day, this was mostly about getting a sitter. 
I feel like OP is being a bit overblown here when it's a step-parent who very obviously cares about those kids and about having a good time with them. It's not like they ask Susie from down the street to babysit their kids for the day. This guy had plans, he worked for this, OP should have known, but that doesn't mean that OP's not the jerk by blowing it up and taking it over themselves. Especially with that last footnote at the bottom saying, I don't even like the place anyways, I don't even want to go. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely tricky am I the jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.